Hi, I'm the inevitable genius insight storyteller. And I'm the deadly beast man games master. And today we are all that you get of the starting equipment podcast. We're here with another mini episode, another intermezzo. And today Helen and I are going to be talking about a thing that frankly, we could probably do a whole hour on, but nobody would be excited about but us. We're going to try very hard not to do that. Yeah, we're going to talk about Lunars from the Exalted Universe that we are really excited about playing and have yet to get the chance to do so. So just some like character ideas that we find really fascinating. Will we ever get the chance? Who knows? I really hope so. I really, really hope so. It's just such a commitment to play a game of Exalted. You've already started one. It kind of feels like, shit, maybe I should keep doing this one. I don't know. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I don't think we're going to get to play these characters anytime soon, but hopefully, eventually, it'll happen. So Exalted is a game we've talked about a little bit, and we will, I'm sure, do a whole episode on it at some point. But it is based on East Asian cultures and animism. I'm trying to think of what's the best two-minute way to explain Exalted. Everything in creation exists. Creation is huge and split between the five elemental poles. Everything works in a perfect, seamless bureaucracy governed by heaven. And that is exactly what all the Dragonbloods want you to believe as they frantically hold creation together with duct tape and dreams because it is falling apart. It has been falling apart since the solars failed in their duty and the gods failed in their duty and the abyssal or neverborn were pushed out of creation by the gods who didn't want to listen to them anymore yeah i mean that's a pretty good in one minute thing the only thing i want to add is is the basic premise of exalted you are playing some sort of character that is exalted that is more than human you have been granted powers by a god basically by a mighty god and they are split among tiers there are the terrestrial tier which is the dragon-blooded they are the weakest but there are the most of them and then there's the celestial tier, which are more powerful and are the solars and whatever, but they are in smaller numbers. Previous editions have indicated at one point 300 solars and 300 lunars in creation and 10,000 dragon bloods and, you know, X number of sidereals and X number. And it, I don't think, except for the 300 and three, well, 150, 150, yeah. For solars and the 300 lunars, and except for those numbers, I think they've gotten away from the 10,000 dragon bloods number. But the point being, it was built, it, it is one of those settings that kind of embraces a very rigorous celestial bureaucracy. It and and we've we've used the term gods. It is full animism. Everything has a spirit. There are spirits for everything. Everything has a spirit. All of those spirits are in their fashion gods of some lesser or greater power. There is a strict hierarchy. There is a strict hierarchy, a strict, you know, feudal hierarchy of, of vassalages and, and allegiances among spirits and gods, and all ultimately reporting to this, you know, the heavenly bureaucracy. There's the god of this of this blade of grass who reports to the god of this clearing, who reports to the god of this plane, who reports to the god of growth, who reports so on and so forth all the way up the chain and one of the types of exalted which is you when you play this game you are always going to play one of these exalted one of these people granted power and one of the types that helen and i both really really like are lunars lunars are children of the moon and they are the shapeshifters they change just like the moon does 
And this isn't, you're a werewolf, you have one shape that you can go back and forth to and maybe be part way along the way. Nah. Lunars have what they call the holy hunt. You track an animal down, you kill it in a ritual fashion, you eat its heart, and then you can become that animal. Ta-da! Or that person. Or that person. We won't get into it right now, but old editions of World of Darkness had a semi-canonical continuity from the Exalted setting reaching forward into the World of Darkness setting. So there are semi-canonical World of Darkness, I guess, books and and things that refer to Lilith and Cain and Luna and these entities being the same Luna of Werewolf the Apocalypse. Apocalypse is this Luna, the same Cain of Vampire the Masquerade, same Lilith of Vampire the Masquerade, are Cain and Lilith of, you know, the old, the old earlier Exalted Editions. They've fully moved away from that at this point. So that's all historical, non-canonical stuff, you know, at this juncture. Just an example of how I'm not going to continue talking about this because we will go for an hour. Bringing it back, look into it is cool. So one of the things that's really important and one of my favorite things that distinguishes Lunars from other shapeshifters and other games, like why I really love playing a Lunar and don't really care about playing a werewolf, for example. In our introduction, I called myself the Deadly Beastman Game Master. There is a thing called Deadly Beastman Transformation and other ways that you can do it that just turns you into like this game's equivalent of your full werewolf fighting form. But as you buy different powers, they're called charms here, but different powers for it, you can make this thing whatever you want it to be. It's not one animal. It's not, you know, you are a werewolf. You want to be an armadillo with wings and a giant seven foot long magical scorpion stinger that's actually a magical sword. Eat your heart out. You can do it. Giant monsters, mix and match, be whatever you want. God, I love In the base Exalted 3rd Edition, and we are talking about 3rd Edition of Exalted now, but in the base Exalted 3rd Edition game, which is actually the Solar's book um, for the Solar Exalted, they have an initial set of mutation because creation in this game is impossibly vast. It is supposed to be bigger than you can imagine. That is the point. It is a, a grand scale. And there are just people who have horns. There may just be people who have horns and tails and scales, and it might be because they were mutated by the fey forces of the wild that lurk at the edge of creation. Or it may just be because they were born that way. You know, that just happens sometimes. It's a bit weird, but like, aside from some looks, that's it. And some of these gods that we talk about actively create what are called beastmen. They create, I want to have my brood, and it will be people who look a little bit like crocodiles and have tails and can breathe underwater. And so the mechanics are set up to give you a set of mechanical mix and match Lego bits and you can describe them however you want. A lot of the way the lunar charms are set up and the are they point you back to these mutations and just, you know, add some number of mutation dots or, you know, mix and match in different ways. They don't restrict how you want to describe it. So yes, your Deadly Beast form when you activate the deadly beast man charm you could absolutely turn into large version of whatever the lunar's spirit shape but also you don't have to don't have to don't have to have any animalistic like overtly animalistic you could be a dude it's just you have scales or claws or a scorpion tail or something like you don't have to have muzzle or anything like that because you're just putting in building blocks we've talked a lot about what lunars are and i think now we should get to why we're here 
Walk me through some lunar characters that you want to play and why you want to play them. I like starting with the critter because the reason I like lunars having nothing to do with the mechanics specifically is I always play the shapeshifter in the game. Always. I am here for when we run that werewolf one shot in our hunter game. Jared, I am here for that. You know I am here for that. But for in general, I like to start with the animal and this is in part because of how I generally describe to set up the character. I start with an interesting idea or an idea that is interesting to me. But I start with an idea that is interesting to me to build a narrative off of and it's easier for me to start with an animal and sort of symbolic characteristics of that animal that I like. So fully third nature for my human environment interaction peeps out there out of first, second, and third nature. Fully third nature. One of these days I'm playing a giant snapping turtle warrior. They might even start as a as a snapping turtle beast folk. They might start as a normal person and it's like there's just a seed that is inside of them and that Luna found and said you. And I'm gonna go the full combat character. I'm thinking extra arms. I'm thinking the charm that gives you the big silver armor, you know, moon silver armor. I assume you want to go very tanky with this character is your idea? Oh yeah. Because yeah. because tanky is the way to go in this game. <laughs> That's what we've discovered. Soak and hardness, my guy. Soak and hardness. It doesn't matter if you hit me if you're not even doing any damn damage. Also, the wits charm that's in the Desert Basilisk Diadem tree. It's not that one. I think it's the one just after that. Because first, Desert Basilisk Diadem lets you take a hearthstone. Previous fans of Exalted will know that a hearthstone is a magical gem that grows in places of power and has some effect. It is generally a smallish effect, but it could be persistent. It could be limited to activation, etc. Usually you have to insert hearthstones into a piece of jewelry or into a weapon in order for them to do anything. But if you are a lunar and therefore the limitations of physical form are no more to you than a shadow passing over your face in the image of Luna who bequeathed you with the measure of her power, you could just sink that shit directly into your own body. Just insert your hearthstone directly into your bones and that lives there now. And if you're playing, if you have, say, a form that is a giant and snapping turtle then like shove it into your shell that's all shove it into your carapace shove it into your plaster on or the next one up in that tree it's like radiant basilisk gem or something i don't know it lets you grow your own that's like specially attuned for you and you work with the gm to build its mechanics that's just my shell it's just like a radiating like star-shaped gem kind of in the center of like the huge shell or the plastron or whatever. That's so cool. What do you imagine what do you imagine Snapping Turtle guy other than combat? Or is he just an ornery combat character? Is that his whole stick? He goes around inspiring people to rebellion, inspiring people to be better. Follows the litany of Snapping Turtle, which is what if the prey is very fast? Well, you must be faster. What if the water is very cold? You must be colder. What if the prey, what if the enemy has sharp teeth crack their teeth on their on your shell that's the litany of snapping turtle and he goes around spreading that shit is what he does and if any of you thought that Helen didn't think about these characters all the time, the fact that she had the litany of snapping turtles ready to go should prove your punk ass wrong. <laughs> um, I get emails regularly about, so if we ever play this type of game, here's what I'm playing. I thought it was really interesting about why you said you love 
Lunars. I'm coming at it from a very different place. I normally don't like playing the Shapeshifter. I normally find Shapeshifters very boring. I normally find playing Shapeshifters boring. What I am drawn to when I'm playing is what character gives me the most flexibility with my powers. I'm not even looking for the most powerful. I'm looking for what type of character or character class gives me the most utility and lets me do the weirdest stuff. That's what I'm drawn to. And that, my friends, is Lunars in the Exalted Universe. What I'm looking for is it's all narrative. I've just always loved the narrative options of shapeshifters. I've just always loved thinking thinking it through. I've always loved just the idea of being simultaneously both of two things, you know, or both of many things. Like having multiple natures and having multiple forms, you know, having multiple selves within self. Not being limited by one body, one nature. That's the kind of shit that I dig. Now, I will admit, not a lot of games do shapeshifting mechanics really well because that's hard. Like, that's really hard to balance between what it should, what it could be conceptually and what it is. A great example is the uh, Amber Diceless game, where shapeshifting is either the least or most powerful power in the game, depending on how you interpret some of the very open-ended rules. That is just Amber Diceless in... You know, the editing was not so much, but it was one of the first times where I really kind of got to play a shapeshifter the way that I truly conceived them to be. And that's kind of, that's what I keep chasing a little bit. And I, the closest that I've gotten that has viable mechanics is Lunars. <laughs> so the Lunar I've always wanted to play is what I, who I imagine is, your name that I've come up with that I like is the Bringer of Tiny Terror. Nice. And I, I want them to be someone who like, is is an assassin by trade, but that's less important than since they have exalted, they only target and will only take jobs to kill people who they think deserve to die in terror. And there is a number of charms and powers, but it basically that let you take the form of something that is one size and make it another. And nice. so what I want this character to be and who he is it's a spider the size of a T-Rex coming after you. It's, you know, a cricket the size of a T-Rex smashing down your front door. That's who, you know, I want something that is tyrant wizard size, but is a creepy crawly, you know, a millipede that's 25 feet long coming through your front door. That's who I imagine this character would be. And like, yes, he's a combat character. Yes, he is dangerous, but it's way more about having those performance stuff and that charisma and terrifying, you know, you don't send him to kill your enemy. You send him to kill your enemy and make everyone who has ever been afraid, like who has ever crossed you, poop their pants for the rest of their life. That's when you send this guy. So another another set of things that you could do in that same narrative. The intelligence charms for Lunars, because Lunars have all of their charms based on their nine attribute stats, which are pretty standard World of Darkness, if you are familiar. But the intelligence-based charms also include a lot of the witchcraft shit. So that's stuff like, I'm going to put this demon in a possum, or I'm going to pull the spirit of a disease that you have out of you, and you're going to be cured, and now the spirit is going to serve me as a homunculus for a year and a day. Like that kind of shit. I'm into that. But it also has stuff like, and now I'm going to put you into a form. I'm going to change your shape. I'm going to aggressive, because you can also just give people mutations at like, in a way that the way the charm is written at lower levels, you cannot use it in an aggressive fashion. But at higher levels, you absolutely can. So in addition to just being a spider the size of a tyrant lizard, you can also turn them 
them into a mouse and then hunt them as a cat. I am going to make you fear me. That's the sort of stuff I want to do with this character. That's why I want to build this character. I think it would be so much fun. Do you just want to tell me a couple of your favorite lunar powers? Is that what you want to do, really? My last two that I've kind of been missing, and I I won't go into huge detail, but but it's kind of based on the things that I feel like I haven't gotten to do yet. The stories I haven't feel, I don't feel like I've gotten to tell yet. I don't feel like I've fully gotten to do a kind of cunning trickster story, you know, and I don't need to get too wild with it. You know, spirit animals, a fox, right? Like fully go into the social side of it, fully go into the many faces, fully go into the masks and trickery and deceit and spying and all that. And the Lunars have some really cool powers for that one that I just want to make sure we shout out. If a Lunar sleeps next to somebody, they can whisper into your dreams and first they can take away your character's intimacies, the things that are most important to you, and then they can put new ones in. They can actually make you forget your wife and instead love the Lunar like you did love your wife because that's the sort of crap they can do. All the powers in Exalted are A, very powerful at the Celestial Exalt levels, and B, for Solars, a lot of them tend to be exceptional and heroic and we were put here to safeguard creation and run it in the honor of and for the glory of heaven. And for Lunars, it's we were put here by Luna, end of statement. And so you've got your monster stuff, you've got your witchcraft stuff, you've got your basically any phase of the moon kind of thing. It They are the most survivable, they are the most utility, they are the most terrifying. And Lunars in character, a lot of, like in game, a lot of the regular people think of the Celestials at this point as monsters. And the Lunars are a big part of why. Because the Lunars never went away and they've been standing here doing... A Lunar's job is to do whatever they think is most important. The Solar's job is to lead and a Lunar's job is to do everything that a leader can't do. The backing that they have for this is that Luna picked them Mm -hmm. and they don't need anything else. Sol doesn't show up to every one of his exalts, exaltations. Luna, the Celestial, shows up in person to every one of her Lunar's exaltations and they are sent forward with all of her blessing. That's just what they do, because they're also part of the running of creation. They're the behind the scenes, they're the the KGB, they're the witchcraft. If a rousing speech and excellent diplomacy or a general won't get it done, the Lunars will find a way. And presently they can't do that because the dragon bloods threw them out with the solars when the usurpation happened, which happened for a great reason, because as you can tell, when you are heady with power, a lunar or a solar are both horrible tyrants. And at the time- it certainly was, be, yeah. Yeah, at the time it was better for creation that they were gone. And now the Dragonbloods are fighting off periodic lunar incursions out on a smaller scale and guerrilla tactics and just kind of the standing assumption that at any given time, any number of their houses are being infiltrated by a handful of lunar and they will never know. Because the thing about a lunar is, and this is where we will end, but like the reason that the Dragonbloods and general society is so terrified of a lunar is because certain lunar powers allow you to eat a person's heart and gain their memories in addition to the ability to take their shape. So the lunar could replace your dearest love and you would never know. And sometimes you don't even have to eat their heart. There are plenty of other powers that let them take somebody's shape because they reneged on an agreement, because they lost a bet, because they were intimate, because they traveled together for a time. 
I think in order to get their memories, you have to eat their heart, but you can take yeah, their shape. Yeah, to get their memories, memories, you have to eat their heart, but there are other things you can get without going all the way to eating their heart, and so you can absolutely have the character who they did not hold up their end of a bargain, and the next time they see the Lunar, it is wearing their own face, having them run out of town because the Lunars told everyone that they're the imposter. Now you got me wanting to play a bookie who every time <laughs> somebody can't pays them back, he just steals their shape. That's now the character i want to play how freaking cool is that all right we better stop because we'll keep going this is just going to turn into an exalted game i am helen the inevitable genius and insight storyteller and i am jared the deadly beast man game master and this has been a not so short mini episode thank you for joining us as we talk about lunar